Shifley, leave it for Connor. Why not? What a move in front. Shifley scores! Winnipeg and the Jets have a special place in, uh, in my heart. Cross for Ehlers, gives to Stastny, drops for Lion A, shooting, scores! Alrighty there, hockey fans, and how are you today? It is Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. I'm co-host Tom here in quarantine. I've got co-host Randy uh through the magic of the internet here with me as always how you doing today randy doing pretty good uh looking forward to talking some hockey it's been a while you know we we went on a bit of a break we had to regroup eat a bunch of orange slices and needed uh, some orange slices for sure and uh you know really think about how we're gonna get pucks deep and uh i think we got a pretty good game plan here yeah, I think as long as we give her 110, I think we'll be all right and trust the system and uh, things will work out, you know. We'll get our opportunities and as long as we kind of take care of our own end, uh, we should be good. Exactly. When you, you when you take care of your own end, good things happen and the chances happen and then you'll yeah. end up tucking a couple and being second star of the game because your goalie's number one star all the time. All the time. <laughs> You know, I don't understand why we haven't had coaching offers yet from any number of teams with with great insight like that. I think that we would make a really good uh, co-head coach tandem for whichever team needs a couple coaches. You know, I think the problem is is they're dying to ask us, but they don't want talking to ho- talking hockey to end. Yeah. So they would know yeah. that if we were coaching, we would put everything into coaching and talk and hockey would suffer. It would it would have to go on the back burner while we coached. Yeah. yeah. I so can, yeah, no. That's clearly on the now. minds of 31 GMs in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so today on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, um, we've got our local craft beers of the week, as always. Um, I have got a little something by Sucrums, our friends over there just south of Confusion Corner in Winnipeg. This one's called Eternal Sunshine. It's a pale ale. Clocks in at 5.2% alcohol by volume. And uh, the description on the side says it's full of floral and lemony aromas. So you got you got three different types of hops in there. And they're all, uh, you know, balanced by a toasty and bready malt backbone, which is exactly what you want. So... That's what I've got today. What do you got today, Randy? Today I am rocking the channel marker. Um, I think we've talked about this before on the show, how maybe, you know, a few months ago you would have said that they're not local. You'd be like, hey, man, Lake of the Woods, <laughs> you're not local, dude. Yeah. Like, are you, are you like bringing in beers from other places or what's going on, bro? And I'd be it's like two hour radius. But I'd be like, no man, Lake of the Woods just opened up at True North Square, so uh, they're less local. than two hours. Then even and yes. then and More then like... they'd be like, 
tomato tomato and i'd be like exactly (laughs) (laughs) excellent argument yeah yeah you've sold me they're local it's like the 25 mile diet i mean you know yeah you got to expand that a little further because in 25 miles from the middle of a city what are you really getting exactly so um anyways i'm rocking channel marker uh i've already cracked it um because i couldn't wait there we go Uh, mine. I got my pint glass here. I'm going to pour it into. Nice. I can hear that. And yeah, on the, it's a on nice the, golden color as it pours out. It's beautiful. It's a great um, beer. I would drink yeah. those until the end of time if I could. Yeah. So this is like a special release from Sucrums, I guess. They, uh, it's uh, seasonal, if you will. Uh, Eternal sunshine. Today was a great sunny day. I went out. And uh, used the hockey net in nice. my backyard now. There you um, go. Yeah. I also uh, taught, uh, I didn't teach, but I, I, I'm attempting to train my dog to, to uh, run alongside the skateboard. Uh, so I went up and down the street a couple times on the skateboard with Scooby running alongside. Uh, he's not a huge fan of the loudness of the wheels. Yeah, but. I guess uh, he's probably pretty loud on the streets of Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, street sweepers haven't been down my street yet. So, but hey, that's coming. And also, I already lost my tennis ball. That uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I tried to go bear down from in tight, and I launched her about two yards over. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna yeah. have to go knock on the neighbor's door tomorrow. I think that's the way but, she goes. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's uh, talk in hockey. The hockey talking show. Let's let's get into her talking hockey a little bit. Of course, if you want to. Uh, Drop us a line. Check out at Talking Hockey Podcast on Instagram. That's where all the action is. You get pictures of uh, dudes with awesome hair and mustaches who've played the game in years gone by. And uh, we're on UMFM, uh, umfm.com slash podcasts. You can find us there as well as a few other uh, locally produced podcasts. And just tune into 101.5 FM either terrestrially or online for uh you know through this whole quarantine stuff they're still they're still making quality content and uh support your local community radio but the big thing since we last talked is the dustin bufflin situation has now been resolved uh the winnipeg jets dustin bufflin mutually agreed to terminate their contract his contract, I should say. Um, so there were two years, well, I guess one year remaining. There was this year and next year at $7 million remaining. So, you know, he's had, he's gotten paid before, right? Like he, this, this contract that has now been terminated, that wasn't his first UFA contract, I don't think, right? So he's, he's probably been, he's doing okay bank-wise. I would say. So I don't think this was about the money. I don't think this was about anything other than uh, Dustin essentially losing his his lust for hockey, you know, uh, combination of po- probable injury factors. That's what it seemed like. Just uh... the, the, the desire to, to get to that NHL, like the work you got to put in, you know, combined with the injuries he's had, it's, He's played a hard 869 games. So, um, yeah. Also, I, yeah, like, like with, like, as you mentioned, the, uh, well, he had what 
two two pretty significant ankle injuries there last year plus and he had a concussion yeah when he got rocked by jamie oleksiak who's actually a winnipegger so he could be a future local legend but for knocking buff out i don't think he will be though (laughs) well maybe he'll come and (laughs) play we'll see (laughs) he'll come play for the jets and we'll be like hey man he's cool (laughs) (laughs) but anyways uh yeah anyone who can buckle bufflin like that um yeah, and then plus the the difficulty he had with uh, I guess it was a high ankle sprain. I, those those are hard injuries to come back yeah. from. And yeah. you know if your heart's not in it, um, it makes the rehab probably even harder because you just maybe just aren't into it or you don't care that much. And yeah, then you're you know that much uh, further behind everybody. You even know notice that if you're playing beer league hockey and you miss a couple games and the boys keep playing and. It's like I feel a couple steps behind the guys because I missed Certainly. two weeks. Well, how about yeah. if you missed 72 games? You must probably feel like you're way behind everybody. Yeah, his season was cut short last year. He, he was the best Jet the in the playoffs, though. I would say yeah, yeah, he, he last year in the playoffs, he was the best Winnipeg Jet. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And even the year before that, when they had their good run to the Western Conference Final, I mean, you could argue Shifley or Hellebuck or whoever were, was the best jet that year, but I think Bufflin, you could just yeah. as well argue that. He was a force. Um, of course, the the memorable uh, image of him ragdolling a couple uh, Vegas Knights, I believe it was. Was it Vegas dudes? Or was it Nashville, Nashville. dudes? Nashville. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. one in mm-hmm. each hand. Uh, just taking out the trash. Also, <laughs> that big hit on Koivu in the Minnesota series. Yeah. A couple yeah, other big was, hits there. Um, yeah. yeah. He was a force, yeah. and uh, uh, he'll be missed for sure. Absolutely. Um, but we I obviously, that, uh, we called it, you know, if you if you rewind back to <laughs> one of the early episodes of Talking Hockey Season 2, I'm pretty sure we uh, said, hey, on April, whatever it was, 2020 when we're in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic yeah, I think the, I think the, that. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to you know part ways with Dustin Bufflin so yeah rewind yeah. back listen to all the episodes and I'm sure you'll find it well this was a saga that went on forever right like essentially the, when training camp started and at that point it was you know the whole thing was very secretive and not necessarily secretive but just like you know, in a typical Winnipeg Jets fashion and a typical Dustin Bufflin fashion, yeah. very hush-hush. You know, this isn't Toronto where every move and whatever is is leaked to the media, you know. Um, Bufflin's never been a guy to give interviews, really. You know, he does a couple a year, probably. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, Shevel Dayoff is known for his... Um, tight lipidness, if you will. And <clears throat> so the media, the fans, everybody's been in the dark all season long. And for it to finally be resolved, I guess, is kind of a relief. It sucks because it's like, ah, uh, Bufflin is now no longer a Winnipeg Jet, and that's the reality of it. Um, technically, he's a free agent. So yeah. he could technically okay. sign a deal with anyone for any amount of money he wants to. Um, but I don't think he could sign with Winnipeg again because nope. that would be a circumvention of 
the rules. Yeah, or it's not like he could come and sign again for cheaper or anything like that. Yeah, like he couldn't. Yeah, I think yeah. there's some sort of restriction where he can't. I don't know if it's like, like I don't even know if he could sign with another team and then have that team trade him back to Winnipeg. Like I think there's just rules all around that stuff. I don't know for yes. sure, but yes. I guess if you want to put it, you know. There's always a bright side, um, you know. In this situation, that opens up a bunch of uh, cap space for the Winnipeg Jets, and now yeah. they can go shopping. It, I mean, essentially, and I was thinking about that too because that was kind of one of the initial reactions. Was like, okay, look at all this cap space the Jets have. Um, you know, the all signs are pointing to that whenever hockey sort of resumes, there will be a flat cap or whatever. Like, it's not going to go up, but they're not going to make it go down either. They're just going to keep it at what it is, which for some teams is uh, probably not what they had been planning to do. But um, for the for the Jets, it does mean now they've got a lot of extra cap room. They do have some pending UFAs that they would maybe like to resign, especially on the blue line. I think Dylan DeMello and Nathan Beaulieu are two guys that potentially probably... maybe Spiza as well. Yeah, yeah, and even potentially Kulikov. I think if he would uh, resign for a little bit you know, less, yeah, ha- half the price of what he was signed for before, or something. And they also but have to. Uh, I think. Niku and Roslovic are the two key um, RFAs. RFAs. And then I'll, I yeah. guess you could also think about the backup goalie because Brassois would be... He's a pending UFA as well, I yeah. believe. But, uh, you know, I think they could probably let him go. Yeah. Um, I I don't think they're ready to bring up Burden as the backup for the Jets. So you'd probably have to bring somebody else in and but you could some uh, like so, sign someone cheaper than you would have to pay Brassois, maybe, because potentially, yeah. Um, uh, you know, Hellebuck is clearly the guy. You just need someone to come in and you know keep the, to twenty games, keep the crease warm while uh, Connor Hellebuck is <laughs> watching uh, Tiger King or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <clears throat> there, there are there are some. Um, moves to be made and that cap will go elsewhere. But I guess what a lot of people maybe assumed right off the hop with the, the the opening up of the Bufflin money would have been, oh, now we can bring in another big name defenseman free agent guy. Like if you're looking at, you know, free agent defensemen in this year's crop, there's three big names that kind of jump out. Peter Angelo or Petrangelo, as uh, people who pronounce it like right like to say, um, uh, Hamannick and Brody, oh, two yeah. Calgary Flames and TJ uh, Brody, yeah, and a uh, Blue. I I personally think that Petrangelo is going to resign in St. Louis. I don't think he's going I, anywhere. Yeah, I can't see him leaving the Blues unless yeah, there's and, just no money for him. Yeah. I guess Sammy Vatnin's another uh, pending UFA defenseman, but I don't think he's kind of what the Jets are looking for. I think we've got guys like that. Yeah. Um, to me, Hamannick is the most intriguing of the pending UFA defensemen. Plus, 
he is a somewhat local legend. He is hailing Just from St. Mallow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, you know, I guess we've talked about this on a prior episode. Uh, Dylan Sandberg uh, is going to be coming into the mix. You know, I don't think right. he's going to be playing top four, but you know, no, but it, I think it won't he'll be, see some NHL time. Yeah, it won't be very long until he's because he's older too. He's stuck stuck around in college for a while, so it's not like he's twenty one. I think it's not like he's uh, like Vili Hainola. Like he's got a couple years on him, and and he's also what six foot four two something. So big boy yeah. maybe a little bit of easier transition for him to come into the nhl uh compared to heinola but uh i yeah. don't know it you so know in like, that way i don't think that there's like a huge need for bringing in a ufa defenseman of the sort of defensive defenseman variety but i think that it wouldn't necessarily hurt because as we saw this year the unpredictable can happen and Travis Hamanick, he's 29 years old. He'll be, you know, 30, I think, uh, during next season or whatever. And he's, um, you know, he's 6'2", 205. He's been with Calgary the last couple of years. I think he's that, that he just finished his third year with Calgary. And he's not a guy who uh, razzles and dazzles with his offensive game. He's more of a hard-nosed sort of defensive defenseman i think that would be he's a right shot as well yeah which they always say is a good thing so i don't know i think he's um a guy to maybe target if uh if somebody layoff is listening for sure i think he is actually he's uh yeah. he's a regular listener yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway all that is to say that Dustin Bufflin's terminated contract has left a little bit of cash in the Jets' pocket. So, um, but quite a, quite a saga overall. Um, so, Randy, if you had to put like a percentage on it, do you think, because like we just mentioned a little earlier, Buff is now a free agent. Do you think that he, and he hasn't announced his retirement, he just, the contract's terminated, you know, he hasn't really said anything. He hasn't even had a statement, you know? So what, if you had to put a percentage on it, will Dustin Bufflin play again? Um, Professionally? For me, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to stick to a, I'm going to, you know, follow a bit of a theme here. And I'm going to say that I think there's a 33% chance that Dustin <laughs> Bufflin will play again for another team. Um, mm. I'm I'm leaning towards the unlikely, but um, yeah. at the same time, sometimes they say, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So I could see maybe if he's got, you know, a bit of time away from the game and he's like, I still got, you know, a few games left in the tank here. Yeah. Maybe I'll just sign for one year and I'll go yeah. play wherever. Um, who cares? Uh, you know, I, I'm sure he's got maybe places in mind, maybe Chicago, maybe Minnesota yeah. where he's from, maybe whoever, wherever, I don't know. But, yeah. um, you know, he might, uh, be like, I just want one last, uh, one last lap and he can just go and do his thing, be Dustin Bufflin somewhere for a year, make a bit more cash. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like th I would say it. I would think that he's just done because it just 
this whole the way the whole scenario played out it just seemed like he just didn't want it it, was, it just wasn't there anymore but at yeah. the same time it's a sport that he played most of his you know his most of his life he's had a lot of great memories he's a really he's really good still um yeah yeah he was been last couple of years he was playing honestly the best hockey of his career i think yeah, yeah. i would say so yeah i'm going to say 33% unlikely but I would say there's still a little glimmer because maybe he'll wake up one morning and be like, ah, man, I still, I still want to go wheeling and dealing here with the boys. So (laughs) yeah. How about you? What do you figure? Yeah. Um, I like that you gave it the 33% uh, in honor of Dustin's number 33. Um, I would, I would maybe go more like a 20% chance he'll play again. That's where I would put it. And I think like you, Maybe a, we've seen lots of examples in years gone by of guys who have retired or not really retired, but they just, you know, they're off, they're out of the game for two years or whatever, year or two, and then they come back on a, you know, one-year deal or whatever. So, like Guy Lafleur, uh, That's right, yeah. Mario, uh, I'm running out of examples, <laughs> but... <laughs> Well, those are Certainly two. Those are two big runners. ones. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I y- could Yager, see you can say Yager. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's lots of guys, right? So let's just say Dustin takes the year, um, maybe like maybe two years. All of a sudden, yeah, like he's injury free. He's stayed in shape. You know, he's. Um, whatever and then and then he's and he's still got the fire in his belly or the fire in his belly has returned if you will and let's just say like a team like the chicago blackhawks whom he found glory with a few years back before becoming a jet um you know the blackhawks are trending up it's not far-fetched to think that they could be a pretty good playoff team in a couple years um maybe they you know i don't know yeah that's a likely scenario. You know, he's got a relationship there and maybe he signs a one-year deal to go play with the Hawks. Yeah. And him and Johnny Taves, uh, you know, go have a couple pops one night out on Lake of the Woods and Johnny says, Dust, <laughs> Dusty, you got to come out, boys. And uh, Dustin's like, ah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and then that's that. So who knows? It who could knows? even be like, a you know, one of those kind of Justin Williams-style signings where they signed him like through partway through the season, you know, and yeah. he can skip the regular season, which he could probably could care less about and yeah. just go right to the dance. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, yeah, this that. is all coming out of pure speculation. Totally. Uh, you know, we here at talking hockey, even though we do have a behind the scenes crew of about 28 people, um, yeah. we all just like to speculate on things, but, For uh, sure. But yeah, you know, uh, I would say probably really good good news for the Jets, the fact that they can maybe find some ways to use that money and uh yeah. probably good news for Dustin Bufflin just to finally have that chapter come to an end and he can just focus yeah. on living life. Yeah, just hang out with his family. He's got three young kids, you know, and all the rest of it. So yeah, I think it's I think it's probably it is what it is. It's for the best all around. And um, I think Dustin's going to be remembered uh, in these parts 
for a long time as a fantastic member of the Winnipeg Jets. Classic it's a shame memories. it had to end this way, but it is what it is. You know, that's the business of hockey, as they say. Maybe on a future episode, we'll do some top five Dustin Bufflin moments or something. But uh, nice, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll get there's the intern on that. U- there's a <laughs> there's a great YouTube uh, clip or whatever. Excuse me, the old Eternal Sunshine's giving me. A little bit of burps, but oh. um, <laughs> but it's like the top ten Dustin Bufflin hits, and uh, that's just a special watch right there. Yeah, oh yeah. So, yeah. Well, the Mark Stone is the biggest one, I guess. Eh? Oh, I love that. One. Yeah, yeah, that was wild. Well, let's speculate on some other stuff, Randy. Uh, will the NHL return this year? Like, th- will this season resume? How about you go first on this one? Okay, uh, I say no. I say so. Zero percent. No, I'm going to give it like a twelve percent chance that it will resume. Okay, or uh, it, it, in reverse, a, an eighty-eight percent chance that it will not. Um, I just don't think. I know that they really wanted to, but I don't think that it's going to just because. Well, the only way it can will be with no fans in the stands. And and there's been a lot of talk about these hub city sort of things where all the teams play out of one city. But a lot of cities have kind of like canceled everything for the foreseeable future. Yeah. You know, they like they're they're like, no, it's not. You know, there's no gatherings of more than 10 people or whatever. And how many guys are on a hockey team? 20 or something like that? You know, like, um, now that said, there's places like Florida that don't care about anything, I guess. And <laughs> not even and hockey. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, maybe who the hell knows? Like, there's a chance it could happen. I guess that's why I'm giving it the, the 12%. But I, I just, I don't see it coming back because. And I'm fine with that. Honestly, it's like, whatever, like at this point, all momentum or whatever from the season that from the bulk of the season, like 75 or 80% of the season has been played right now, maybe even more than that. I don't know. But like, it's just like for 12 games remaining. And if you want to resume the season, well, you're going to ask like, um, the teams that are so out of it, like Ottawa and Detroit to play 12 more games. Like who cares? Yeah. Those guys are on the beach or wherever they are. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, It'll cut down on the amount of off season training that they're able to do because a lot of guys probably aren't able to do their regular off season training right now because you can't go to a gym. You can't, whatever yeah well they're you just doing a, stuff on the exercise bike or whatever they yeah. would have at their homes or whatever right keeping fit but yeah. you know you're not doing not actual yeah. yeah so unlike uh, one player who we're going to talk about here later on in the episode but yeah you got to stay tuned for that folks yeah yeah um but anyway that's i think i'd put it at about a 88 percent chance of the season being over and then when you read wikipedia and then it's like season by season and back in 1918 it says no stanley cup awarded spanish flu and then 2004 or whatever it is it says no cup awarded lockout there will be a 2020 no cup awarded covid19 and 
that's just the way she goes, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. you're, you're right there, Tommy. But you know what? I'm going to say, so as a fan, as you know, my point of view, I would say that all momentum has lost. Yeah. Is lost, like for me. Just cancel the season, you know, just make sure that everything's cool and come back for real, like when you yeah. can for, for a brand new season. Like that's my opinion. But what I, if I had to put money on this, if we were in Los Angeles, we'll, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that there's an 88% chance that the season is going to resume. Okay. And you know why? Is because it comes down to money. Yeah. And the NHL wants to make money. So I I think no matter what, they're going to have some sort of game plan in place to, if they do these four hub cities and, you know, they have just games like with no fans, they're going to go overboard on the sponsorship, on the advertising. They're going to try and milk a television package. Yeah, especially if there's nothing else going on. Well, yeah, I guess that, you know, people will be eating we'll we'll be craving it you know so uh, that's why i think you know as a fan i wish they would just call it because stop Mm. giving false hope or whatever but if i think about it if i was gary bettman i would be like no the season's got to keep going because or gary bettman or the nhlpa or whoever the owners um we got to make money boys and i think that they're going to do whatever it takes also um they get to kind of, uh, you know, follow the NBA's lead because the NBA is kind of a little bit ahead of them. And it sounds like um, in in a week or two, the NBA is going to start letting players uh, work out at team facilities. Yeah. And then if, if that happens, and it, the NHL is just such a copycat league to like, uh, you know, that's why the NHL is never going to be like the big sport in the States because it just can't surpass, you know, baseball, football, basketball, all that stuff. Yeah. They're, they're just going to copy what the NBA does. Uh, you know, maybe they're going to try and be proactive and try and beat them or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that could potentially happen. But um, I don't know. I just feel like they're going to just do what the NBA does and then uh, go from there. But yeah. Mm. Like I said, um, 88% chance the NHL comes back and it all comes down to fat stacks of cash. Yeah, I heard somewhere it's like projected that it's like a billion dollars lost if they cancel the season. Yeah. So I can imagine team owners and such are like, "Eh." Like I'm sure it's not going to be like a very... Uh, pretty situation because like no uh, you know if you think about corporate sponsors it's like well I, I you know I I paid you a million bucks to sponsor your team for 80 something games and you guys only played uh, 70 you know like yeah well, give me give me like 15% of my money back or whatever yeah you, know? you like, owe me or whatever yeah. refund or whatever so I think for that well, case and a lot of it too <clears throat> probably probably like uh, with there's probably like a lot of situations. I don't know what's going on with ticket, uh, say season ticket holders or whatever, right? Like if they're owed some home games, you know, I know somebody was breaking it down and said, Oh, the jets actually only, maybe it was you. They were only saying, you know, the jets only have X amount of home games left. There's like three or four. I think you know just what three. I mean? Yeah. 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 So, you know, season ticket holders aren't 
out too bad with that, but still, you know, that's three games you don't get to see. But, you know, what, what do you think? Do you think so you're giving it an 88% chance that they do from the league's the per, like from the league's perspective and yeah. For sure, for sure. If I if I was do you like, think it For me, I would say just quit, just stop. Yeah. yeah. Do you think though that that they would come back and try to finish the season and get all 82 in? Or do you think that they come back and just go right into some sort of modified playoff format thing? I think they have to finish the season or at least get everyone to the same amount of games. Mm. Because otherwise, just like backdating the games to when everyone had 68 or doing yeah, doing the winning like it. percentage, it just there's it it just it seems like a a a poor way of figuring it out. So yeah. like. I don't know if there's games. So, like, pick, say, 75 games or whatever and say, like, every team get to 75. Exactly. And that's where yeah. we'll call it. Yeah. I think it's either that or they'll, if it's, like, this four-city hub thing that they're doing and it's going to be, like, multiple games uh, a day, like, you know, like a game Imagine at... Imagine how... A game at noon and a game at... Four, oh, yeah. A game at noon, a game at four, and a game at seven or something, you know? like yeah. Like they're gonna do it like that, and just to try and get all the games in uh, in a couple weeks span, and then they can do the playoffs as is, or you know, whatever. I don't know, but anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think they can't just bring the league back and be like, this is what it is. Like I think they still have to give everybody a fair shot. Yeah, and it, like you said, like if it's everyone gets to play to the seventy-five game mark, or if they try and play the full 82 or whatever. But I think if they came back and said, we're going to determine the playoffs based on where the standings were, I just don't think that's right because yeah, just it, it would just seem cheap and like unfair. Um, you don't give anyone an opportunity to let them, let their win or lose, you know, you know, determine their own fate kind of thing. Yeah. I hear you on that. I, I guess I kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, I think thinking of it from an economic standpoint and all the rest of it, it's kind of like, yeah, I think they'll probably come back with something. But thinking It'll be weird. Thinking, It'll be weird, whatever it is. Yeah, thinking of it from, like, a humanity perspective, I think it's f- stupid. Like, yeah, just, who cares? Like, there's bigger things to worry about right now. Yeah. Uh, NHL can wait, you know, just like everything else has waited, yeah. you know, like... I don't know if you if you're that desperate for hockey, like go watch the Jets game that's on Sportsnet right now. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, I don't know. I just think it's I think there's way way too many. There's people getting sick. There's people dying. There's people losing their jobs. There's all this. You know, let's worry about like the mental health of people first, and like sports can wait. I don't know. Maybe someone out there can be like, oh well, sports will make people feel better. I don't know. Like I think there's yeah. better ways to try and figure that out. Yeah. Anyways, I, I, from I a money perspective, it. I would say the NHL is coming back. Uh, will I enjoy it? I'll probably watch it, but I think it'd be kind of <laughs> dumb watching hockey in August. Yeah, um, I know, right? Like, I'll be like, it, it will. It'll be weird. It'll be weird. Whatever happens, I think. But at this point, I'm ready to <clears throat> give it the 88 percent chance that it's going to be like, see you next year. Yeah. And you're saying 88% chance we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah, in so, in uh, July, probably. Yeah, so one of the, the um, 
one of the uh, I can't think of the word. I was going to say culprits, but not culprits. One of the casualties. There's the word of the shortened season or lost season um, is and his chase for ultimate glory is Alex Ovechkin. We've talked about this several times this year on the podcast here and Alex Ovechkin's chase for Gretzky's goal record. Gretzky with 892. 894. Ove- Sorry, 894. Ovechkin, he's got 658. Um, no, no, no. He's he's got more than that. What am I looking at? Go to Hockey DB. I thought I was on that. <laughs> yeah. He's anyway. like at 698 or something. 699. No, or did he get 700? He's 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 I think that was at the start of the season is that stat. Oh, maybe. Did you know there's another Ovechkin that plays hockey? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. What am I, I was looking at something. Uh, yeah, it must have been from the start of the season. He's at 706. Okay. My apologies. Uh, you know, uh, that's what the intern's for. The intern, of course. He's been a no-show. Yeah. Fucking no-show. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ovechkin, 706. Right. So he needs slightly less than 100 goals to become the second leading all-time goal scorer ahead of the great Gordie Howe, who had 801. So, you know, the question is, Alex Ovechkin, he's now 34 years old. By the time next September, next season rolls around, he'll be 35. He needs 100 goals just to hit 800, essentially. Let's call it up. Let's just call it 100 for sake of rounding. <laughs> Can he do it? Can he hit 800? I don't think I've, I've stated on the show before and I'll state it again. I don't think he's going to hit Gretzky's record. That's a record for Gretzky. Alex will give it the old college try. I just don't think he'll get there. I think he'll come up short, but do you think he'll hit 800 all time? And do you think he'll become the number two all-time leading goal scorer ahead of Gordie Howe, but only behind Wayne Gretzky. Well, I would say that at the age of 34 slash 35 right now, I would say that Ovechkin has got a good five seasons left. Yeah. And I'm going to say that he's going to average, maybe some seasons he's going to have 40 or 50, but I think he's going to have a couple seasons where he doesn't. So I'm going to say... He's going to maybe average around, say, 30 to 35 goals. So if, if you do the math, five more seasons at, let's say, 30 goals, 150 more goals, I think he comes up short from Gretzky. I think he gets yeah. 800, but I don't think he get. I don't, like, 894 is just still so far away. Like, he's, yeah. he's like, I don't know. Unless he gets four back-to-back-to-back-to-back seasons of 50 <laughs> goals, then... You know, here you can have my laptop because, man, I guess I'm bad at everything. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I just well, I think I think he's gonna get 800. He'll pass Gordie Howe, but I think that 894 is just um, it's just too, uh, a little too far, too far out of reach. Also, yeah. like I feel like the momentum that he would have had from this season 
has maybe, you know, like if this season would have finished, maybe he would have like finished strong. Maybe he would have got mm-hmm. to like 720 or something. And then that's a whole nother conversation, you know, like 720 and, you know, he's uh, only like, you know, 80, what, 81 goals behind Gordy Howe. He could do mm-hmm. that in potentially two seasons, you know. He's 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 one of the most ridiculously consistent goal scorers ever absolutely because like every single year that he's been in the league from rookie to now you can count on him essentially for 40 plus 50 plus whatever there was one season where he didn't hit 40 i think and he you know uh he had 31 or whatever no sorry 32 you know um that one year that oh sorry there were three years in a row where he didn't break 40. But was one you know, was one like the shortened season though? Yeah, actually it was. So he had 32 and 48. That's pretty good. <laughs> so he would have but, had um, like 60 that year. Yeah. But a couple of years ago he only hit 33 and that was a full 82 games. But you know, like this is a guy that just he puts him in no matter how or what. So it's like He's, he, he could potentially have it in him. It's just that time is against him. And then things like COVID-19 are conspiring against him. Well, yeah. That, and yeah. All, the, all the rest of it, right? And it's just like, you know, there he his rookie year was delayed a year because of the lockout. You know what I mean? So he kind of lost a year there in a way. And and then there was the half, shortened, like the, the half season, the strike or whatever. And so there's, there's another half season that's gone that who knows what he could have done and all that's working against him which which sucks but i think that all adds up to the fact that he just he's gonna come up short of gretzky but i think he can get past Hal. i'll give him i'll give him a 90 no that's too high i'll give him an 89 percent chance that he's gonna become the number two all-time scoring leader in the NHL. And he'll end with, if if Gordie Howe's got 801, I'll say uh, Alex Ovechkin's going to end with like 805. You think that's where that's, he's going to finish uh, Finish up? Yeah, yeah. I think, I think he's getting... 89% chance that's how it shakes okay. out. I'm going to say, um, I think he's going to get to like the mid 800s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe like 850, somewhere in there. Um, but yeah, I just, I think it's a z- pretty much a 0% chance he's going to beat Gretzky, but I'd say it's a hundred percent chance that he'll be number two. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I just think though, like you look at all the players in the past who have been greats, you know, basically just look at that list of all time leading goal scorers mm-hmm. or points or whatever. And they're all like, you know, even in their last couple years they're still like good but they just don't put up those numbers that we expect of them yeah and i think that with ovechkin by the time he's 36 37 whatever like yeah he might still score 25 goals a year for you which that's pretty good but you know we're we're used to him getting 50 or 60 yeah and that being the case that puts Gretzky's record out of reach because yeah. he basically needs to keep scoring at current Ovechkin, you know, exactly. pace to to get there. Um, so yeah. yeah, like 
even you know if you think about like Jerome McGinley, he kind of slowed down at the end, but he was still totally. he was still a good player, but uh, he just wasn't scoring uh, like he he did you know in exactly his, in his better days. Yeah. yeah, and Iggy finished with six hundred and twenty five goals, and you know so it's yeah. But when you when you look at the all time goals per game, like you divide divide one into the other, you know what I mean. Mario Lemieux got the highest goals per game at 0. 0.75. 75, yeah, 0.75. Nuts, right? Uh, Alex Ovechkin is second right now. He's 0. 0.607. He's the only active player on the top 20 or whatever it is. But, you know, Wayne Gretzky finished at 0. 0.601 wow. goals per game. <clears throat> so, but Gretzky played a like, lot of games. He played a lot of games. Yeah. Um, and you know, like in the in his later years, he didn't. You know, he'd he'd end up with like twenty goals, but he'd have eighty assists. Exactly. Or whatever, yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's um, crazy. Lemieux basically scored in in seventy five percent of the games that he played. I guess so. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, he was uh, quite the player. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think we should uh, take a quick break because my beer's empty and the closest yeah, one is in it. the fridge. Samzies. So actually, uh, uh, we're going to play a tune for something different here. Yeah. And maybe, Tommy uh, selected a, a track. Please tell me the name of the track, the name of the band, and why you picked it. Okay. So um, <laughs> this is a little tune called Balsam by a band called Agassi. Uh, Agassi hails from the city of uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba, uh, constituting... Crest of Steel member David Beave Gillis uh, and former Crest of Steeler Nash, whose name I don't know other than Nash. So uh, it's Ryan. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, uh, we could just call him like Nash the Slash or whatever, but that works too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, so a couple former or a couple current, sorry, a current and a former Crest of Steeler coming together to make some sweet tunes. And I've been really liking Agassi. Well, since I heard them a couple years ago, uh, but I, I've found that lately I've really been listening to this album a lot. And, um, you know, with the, uh, with the summer season coming slowly, but surely, um, you know, I hope to spend some time out in the woods and everything. And this song has a nice little touch of woodland, uh, you know, songbirds and such to get us going. So let's just get into it and we'll we'll see you back here in a few minutes. Right on. Here is Agassi on Talking Hockey.
right there, hockey fans. Welcome back to Talking Hockey, the hockey talking show. That was Agassi with their hit song, Balsam. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. I friggin' love that song. It's um, pretty much one of my favorite songs these days. Uh, pretty crazy how they had all those birds in the studio with them. <laughs> Just wild birds everywhere, yeah. Or maybe they just set up recording. Actually, that's probably what they did. Yeah, they were outside. Yeah. They were yeah. one with nature. Got the drum kit on a big old granite outcrop. Yeah. yeah. All the birds came by stuff. to listen to the tunes and sang yeah. along. Pretty good stuff. Uh, Beave on guitar there. And uh, number 17, he uh, for Crest of Steel, takes a lot of face-offs. Yeah. Uh, pretty awesome two-way player there eh? he's like a defensive stalwart really like he's the Guy Carboneau of uh, Cress of Steel in a lot of ways I would say oh for sure yeah I would say uh, better than Guy Carboneau <laughs> and Guy was alright <laughs> yeah speaking sure. of which you've got your little Habs jersey on there is there, I do. Is there a number on the back uh, yeah my Montreal Canadiens jersey just for just for fun you know is there a number on the back or no no, 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 it's a blank one. Oh, yeah. Um, for the listeners at home, this is the uh, white Montreal Canadiens jersey with the with the stripe across the middle. They wore it as an alternate uh, like 10 years ago or something. Yeah. They should um, rock those as the regular whites. I like them. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. It's basically the inverted version of the red one. Yeah, with without the, the shoulder... Because the white one that they has the shoulder normal, on it. yeah, yeah, their normal white ones do have a shoulder color thing. These are just white all the way except for the middle band, and then well, the standard elbow striping or whatever. But yeah, this jersey's fairly old by now, but uh, <clears throat> not a bad one. I hit, I, I use it when I hit the ODRs often. I find it uh, to be a perfectly suitable sweater for those <laughs> occasions. <laughs> Speaking of ODRs, yes. we've got a new segment here. It's called the yeah. Social Media Hot Stove, a riff on the old satellite hot stove, I guess it is. Or, Well, I think it just started with this just being called the hot stove Yeah, uh, back in Hockey Night in Canada in the old days. And then, and then in the 90s or something, they called it satellite hot stove. And now it's uh, who knows what. But now, but we're going to do the social media hot stove. And we're going to bounce around because what else is there to do? We're going to bounce around and look at various hockey social media um, accounts. Accounts, yeah. There, there you go. And today we've got a good and a bad. So, And they both are Chicago Blackhawks. Yes. And yeah. so um, for number one, the first stop we are going to take on this social media what do we call it hot stove yeah okay uh, we're actually gonna go very close to where lake of the Bo- lake of the woods brewery uh originated we are going yeah, to down the road. yeah we're going to clearwater bay over there um and uh we've got a like a famous local legend i guess who's got a spot over there uh yeah. you know captain sirius himself johnny taves taser mm-hmm. uh, if you will um, number 19 number 19 in your hearts and on the ice <laughs> well, I, I screwed that up <laughs> yeah yeah number 19 in your programs 
number one in your heart. Exactly. Uh, and, you know, he's got a hockey rink named after him here in Winnipeg. And uh, Yeah, I, I should be playing uh, spring hockey right now at pretty that soon. rink. Yeah, and yeah. actually there's a – isn't there a lake in northern Manitoba that is now named after Captain Sirius, I believe. Don't ask me where I, it is. It's somewhere I don't up know there. if I knew that part about it. I I've think that happened Google. after the third cup. Okay, yeah, well – they don't just hand it to any guy with two cups. No, you need three. <laughs> so anyways, Tommy, I kind of told you about this post from Captain Sirius here. And, uh, you know, maybe you should uh, scroll scroll into Taser's feed there and okay. tell me what you see. I will. Uh, before I do that, I'm just going to let you know that Taves Lake is... Essentially, like, let's say you're in Sandy Bay, Saskatchewan, head east. If you're in Puktawagan, Manitoba, head west, and you'll hit you'll hit Taves Lake. Uh, that is to say, she's pretty up there, boys. Uh, it's north. I wonder if That's he's been there sure. before. I don't know. You know, I I may have flown over it with a with a former job I have because I was in Lynn Lake, which is north of that, and I was in the Paw, which is south. I might have flown over it. Anyway. Let's, let's say you uh, did. Let's say I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's look at Jonathan Taves' social media account. So five days ago, he posted a series of pictures that uh, I would I would say is just top-notch. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is the content we need. This is what well, – no, wait, what's the saying? This is the content I'm here for? Yeah, this is the content I'm here for, yeah. So that's <laughs> that's what it is. It's the content I'm here for. Also, so we got, you could you could pretty much say he's living the dream. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Um, so th- this is a series of photos tagged on Instagram. Clearwater Bay. So like Randy mentioned, just west of the town of Kenora, little little ways east down highway number one from winnipeg um it's it's beautiful there no doubt about it um so taser says hope everyone's finding their best ways to pass the time it's a difficult period for all but the way i see it the major question is how can we come out better versions of ourselves on the other side stay healthy stay ready stay free heart goes out to all those affected by this pandemic in one way or another um well-spoken is fellow. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. He clearly and, has a uh, intern that writes great posts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's dictating to his intern yeah. for sure. So the first photo is, is from up on probably a, a granite outcropping, like we mentioned. Probably balls, <laughs> probably uh, Agassiz, Agassiz in the background. Yeah, they're playing right playing there. Playing some yeah. tunes. And the first picture is him. Looks like he's just stick handling across a frozen lake. Uh, and he's probably just got the vision. You know, he's working on his peripheral vision in his hands a bit, you know. Um, and the natural bumps in the ice would make for, you know, a little bit of challenge that way. It's a beautiful picture, sort of framed between two trees there. and uh, Some sort of, I don't know, fishing shack or something in the background there. It's hard to say what, but... Um, yeah, Taser just out there for a rip. Now, this picture is probably <coughs> a little older than five days. While there still is probably ice 
on some of the lakes, you know, in the Canadian Shield and out here in Manitoba and stuff. I don't know that it's as skatable as what this photo would lead you to believe. So maybe this was taken a little earlier in the winter. Yeah, I would say that um, that was maybe, you know, if if the league stops around what March thirteenth or something. Maybe that picture mm-hmm. was like maybe late March. I think the ice still would have been skatable back then. But yeah. regardless, um, you know, all these players are are social distancing, like in their mansions around the world. And yeah. we got Taser hitting the ODR. So uh, <laughs> kudos to Taser. Yeah, he's working on his game. Yeah. So we'll, we'll flip to the next shot here, and it's 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 JT taking an ice bath he cut a hole uh, or somebody cut a hole his intern uh, right yeah right off the side of the dock because uh, there's a ladder you can see so uh, obviously in the summer they do a little dip in there but um yeah they it, it's a picture the ice looks like she's about 12 at least inches thick and taves is in all the way and he's got that look on his face like, oh, boy, she's cold. <laughs> but, that almost sounded like but, bubbles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's a nice, uh, you know, taking the ice bath. He's just after all that practice well, it's, earlier. It's, it's, it's part of recovery, you know? He's, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's keeping the machine fine-tuned. <laughs> and I think yeah. there's a third picture there, isn't there? There is a third one, so you skip to one more. And I think I could be wrong, but I think that's Ta- Jonathan's brother. I think his name is David. Yeah, I, I'm. You know how I'm guessing this because the top comment that shows up is from Shawzy, aka Andrew, <laughs> Andrew Shaw. Shaw. And he, yeah, and he says Davy is my favorite Taves brother. Oh, <laughs> so that's why I'm guessing. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's the couple. We'll assume a couple Taze boys, one of them for sure, um, and they're out there skating on the uh, the frozen lake. Um, you know, just looks like they're having a good old time. And I honestly, I wish that I could be doing that right now. Look, there's nothing better than skating out on a lake like that. Like that's that's kind of the the ultimate hockey dream, right oh, there. Oh yeah, is. that's the experience you need. One, yeah, one of so. these days we'll get you out on rink 46 there, Tommy. That's right, yeah. The secret um, rink, uh, that undisclosed location, but uh, <laughs> where, where dreams are made. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, it's been a while since I've skated on an actual lake, a lot of outdoor rinks in the city here, but when I lived in Saskatchewan, there was a, a lake up near Yorkton I skated on and back home in uh, Nova Scotia. In the winter when uh, Lake Micmac and Dartmouth would freeze over, we'd skate on that and good times. Uh, but it's been a while. So, um, yeah, we'll have to wait till next winter, though, because it was about 17 degrees today here yeah. in Winnipeg today. So definitely just not ODR weather. <laughs> jumping back just a little bit there, if that was David Taves, I believe that he had a uh, brief career with the New York Islanders. Oh really? Um, yeah, I don't know. He, I like, he, you know, maybe part of the the bloodlines maybe helped a little bit of drafting. I'm yeah. not saying that he's a crappy player, but sometimes yeah. uh, that helps. Um, but I do believe sure. he did have a cup of coffee or two with 
with the Islanders in some professional hockey, maybe the Bridgeport Sound Tigers. That's their farm team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that if that was David Taves, and you know he's he's definitely got some pro hockey experience. So if they're playing some one on one out there on the on the ODR, then at least uh, they've got some competition and some you know they can uh, work on some things together, work on some drills. It's always good to have somebody else to compete against. And For if sure. that's the case, then maybe uh, Captain Sirius is going to come back here and put a serious run in. For, for the black well, he had a great year this year he had a great year last yeah. year um you know i think he's far from done oh yeah um, he's he's got a lot of uh he's got a lot of yeah. uh well skill uh, but also just drive and determination and uh yeah for sure when those best player when the when the players that are some of the best um you see them continue to work hard um you just know that they're they mean business and uh, yeah, it looks like T- Taser's having a pretty good time and uh, yeah. getting some hockey in. Um, yeah. And I guess that maybe takes us to another <laughs> set of brothers. Yeah, exactly. So we go from the Taves brothers to uh, the the Nylander brothers. Uh, so here on Social Media Hot Stove, we're we're showing you the best and worst of hockey social media right now so oh hold on before to- before you move on to the Nylander, maybe we should just give taser's uh instagram handle like what what is it oh yeah just so people sure. can go so, find it it's literally just jonathan taves okay all one word all lowercase no spaces or anything like that so he's clearly so, yeah. the only jonathan taves in the world so congratulations <laughs> jonathan <laughs> It'd be funny if it was like Jonathan Taves, thirty-three or something. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hockey guys will do their number and their handle, but but maybe that also shows a little bit of maturity because he's like, yeah, I got to think of a handle, so I'm just gonna use my name. Meanwhile, there's <laughs> yeah. probably maybe this next guy. Uh, does he is does he have some sort of obnoxious handle or no? Actually, he's really uh, he's he's actually just Alex Nylander. Oh, okay. So I was expecting like Nye Dog sixty two or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, his his bio, if you will, is Chicago Blackhawks ninety two. Wax on, wax off, blessed. So. <laughs> Well. <laughs> I love it when people say they're blessed. That's that's just me. That's just me. Love it. <laughs> but well, um, right now, I would tell you if I was friends with uh, Nylander, I'd probably block him. <laughs> 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 but anyways, continue on with the hot stove. Yeah. So here on social media, hot stove, we like to highlight the good, and we like to uh, highlight the not so good. So on the not so good is posted. Uh, well, I guess this was posted about a week or two ago. Yeah, and uh, it's a video of Alex and his big brother Willie. Everybody loves Wee Willie Nylander, um, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Couple, couple pro hockey players there. Yeah, you know, I mean. I'm not knocking them. I'm, they're good hockey players, you know, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come off here and say that I think they're pretty cool. Because, like you said, look at this video; it makes me darn near puke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, well, don't waste called, any of that beer, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. 
It's called the Tuzi Slide. So, I mean, it, obviously, there's a generational thing going on here. I don't know if I get it. <laughs> um, can you play the video with the sound? Oh, uh, yeah. I think uh, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Okay. What, 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 what's his... Uh... It's just Alex Nylander, right? It's just Alex Nylander. So if you play the video with the sound, I'll just kind of... Essentially what it is, they're doing some sort of dance routine. It's sunny California, judging by the palm trees. Uh, Unfortunately, Willie Nylander has socks and sandals, which, I mean, that's the style these days. I get it. Uh I don't know what the Tuzi slide is. I guess it's a dance move, a song, whatever. Like, I'm pretty out of touch. Not going to lie. I'm watching the video right now, and it kind of looks like Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. You know, like the the Billy Ray Cyrus thing? Break your heart dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's essentially that, but with, like, a trap beat, you know? Uh, (laughs) Uh, But Willie is, I just, like... For me, in this video, Alex is like, okay, whatever, it's fine. You've got tennis shoes on and whatever. But Willie Nylander, he's got a Hawaiian shirt that's just like flapping in the breeze open. He's got kind of short shorts on and he's got socks and sandals. Plus, he's got this dirty little stash going. I think that's um, a thing him and Austin Matthews do together, grow their stashes like that. Yeah. And it just seems... It just seems a little, I don't know, like... A I, little, I'd call uh, it obnoxious. Yeah, a little obnoxious, <laughs> yeah. a little flaunty, yeah. a little bit too much, if you will. Yeah. But um, maybe I'm just more of a, you know... You're old school, Tommy. Uh, I'm an old school fella, you know. Kay. I'll punch you in the face if you try a lacrosse goal on me. You've tried the Tuesday slide on me, I'm going to come over there with a the cross check, boys. Okay, so. here we go. I'm going to play the tune here. <laughs> okay, yeah. I could dance like Michael J. Son. Yeah. Get you That's what we're talking about. And you know we out here every day with it. I'ma show you how to get it. It go right foot up. Is that Drake? Right foot up, right foot slide. Basically, I'm saying either way we bout to slide. Can't let this one slide. It's like it's like telling you how to do the dance. Yeah. The song tells you how to do the dance. Well, if I knew that that's how you write a song, uh, then I wouldn't have wasted all this time in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Next clip wing song, just like yeah. put this your hands you in the air with the metal sign. <laughs> Throw your head up and down like a head banger. I don't know. But yeah, no, that's uh I don't know. It's just I think everybody should go look at Alex Nylander at his Instagram. Watch that video. Tell us what you think. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Am I am I old and stupid? Do what? I you know what I mean? Like would am you, I a boomer? Would you block him? Would you report the post for... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not like a narc. <laughs> for what do they call it? Like report abuse, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to flag this. Yeah, flag it for insensitive material. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's, but, you know, those are two teammates yeah. maybe on uh, two different uh, sides of the spectrum. Two different sides of the locker room. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that Taser sits beside Alex Nylander, but who, you know, who really, who really cares? <laughs> but that's the satellite, uh, the social media satellite. No, 
social media hot stove just the social media hot stove there you go that was fun i like that i think we'll do that again we'll just check in on a couple maybe we'll do some we'll do some jets next week yeah yeah sounds good i'm sure they're both gonna Um, be really cool because they're jets but (laughs) (laughs) i saw mark shifley post something about his haircut or his hair getting super long is it getting wild or what oh it it was looking it was looking pretty wild yeah yeah I'm all for that. I've been growing my beard since quarantine started, and I haven't trimmed it. It's getting pretty good. Well, it is I'm the playoffs. Using beard oil, Randy. So I'm not that old. It's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right on. Well, let's take a little break here. We'll come back with the five card draw. We have a brand new. Well, second time we're going to do it, but first time that I'm going to do it. Five card yeah. draw. We got a theme going on here. It's going to be great. We'll be right back. Tim Podolsky from Crest Steel, uh, number seven. You like talking hockey? I like talking hockey. You're listening to the Talking Hockey Show. Hockey, talking, talking. <laughs> All right, and we're back here with Talking Hockey. Actually, you know what, Tommy? We didn't even mention what episode number this is. You're right, we didn't. You usually do that right off the hop. Let um, me look on my phone here. I think yeah, this would be... Yeah, to be honest, where are we at? <laughs> this would be episode 24. Season two, nice. episode twenty four. Episode twenty four. Yeah. Wow. So the first season, what did we do? 10, 20 episodes? No, we didn't do twenty. I think we did Might 10. Have done ten. I think we got to 10. Dale Howerchuck. That's right. how that we got up to number ten. Yeah. So we're thirty four episodes all time. We're at the Austin Matthew of episodes. Austin Matthews. We are of episodes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, coming out of the, the little bumper there, that was. Uh, you know, a Caress of Steel teammate, yeah, giving a little shout-out for the boys. Um, mm. As we mentioned. Let me just also say, it's the Jamie McCown of episodes Yeah, that's well. a lot better for me. Yeah, yeah thank you. Okay. okay. So, you, yeah. we are back here talking hockey. Uh, brand new segment. We've done this one before. This was something that we did maybe, what, two episodes before? It was called Five Card... It might card... have been the last episode, but the last episode was a couple weeks ago Right, now. yeah, yeah. So, it's called a Five Card Draw. And basically, this segment's all about picking five cards out of your collection that you just think are really cool, really weird, really cool and weird, or anything, any kind of theme that you want to go for. So mm-hmm. basically, um, Tommy, your your five cards, you had that hockey puck, like the actual hockey puck yeah. had a card. That's you right. Know, they, gave, they gave a shout out finally, like... You know, after after a hundred years. years of hockey, the hockey card, the hockey puck finally gets a card. Yeah. But uh, so this week, um, you know, I was kind of going through my stuff, and I found I have this like Wayne Gretzky lunch pail, lunch box. I call it a lunch box. Nice. I think. I don't yeah. know. I would say lunch box. Yeah, like I it's it's not a pail. pail. Yeah, but it's a lunch box. Yeah. It's like a tin lunch box, and it was like this commemorative. Uh, set put out by Upper Deck um, in 1999, the year that Gretzky retired. Mm-hmm. And so there's there's multiple pieces to this lunchbox. Um, the most, uh, maybe I'm going to say the coolest part I'm going to save for the next time I do the five-card draw because okay. there's something really cool about the other part. So 
I'm gonna just <laughs> we're gonna just like like Johnny Taves. I'm gonna just wade into the cold water, but for the later on, we're gonna jump right in. So okay. so this this the cool thing about this set is that it's basically like a whole series of Wayne Gretzky cards. Um glossy upper deck, glossy upper deck style. Um very nice. Oh, look at that gloss. Yeah, like upper deck just does not mess around. Like they've That's got like they've three got the coats like coats of shellac on there. They've got the gloss, they've got the hologram like foil. You know, like yeah. if you tilt it, it's all the different colors. Yeah. So, anyways, nice. and you've got like the the gold lettering. Oh. You know, it's it's high That's end. Like upper deck does not mess around. So. So the significance <clears throat> the significance of this, uh, just for the listeners and and for myself here. So 1999 was when Wayne Gretzky retired. I guess right. Correct. He played his he played his last uh, game with the Rangers in '99, and that was that for yep. the great one. So they. You know, that was all very fitting. I think he, you know, he couldn't have drew it up any better to retire in 1999. He probably could have played another two years, but he was like, boys, it's 1999, I'm out. And he's like, I've got all the records, boys. Like, there's nothing else I can do. (laughs) What else do I have to prove? And speaking of records, so the thing with these cards is that on the back of each card, it's got a different one of his records. So that's kind of the significance of the Mm. set. And then... On a future episode, we will go to the uh, piece de resistance uh, <laughs> part of I'm the. I'm very intrigued right now. Of as the lunchbox. To what the, One day you will yeah. see Tommy. Maybe Is it on, like a ham sandwich that came with the lunchbox? Oh no, I ate that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get to these records. So okay. Um, the first card here is Gretzky in classic fashion, Edmonton oh, Oilers. Yeah. The, yeah. the, the classic blue jersey. He's rocking the, the white Titan stick with the red lettering. Those skates, classic. Oh, with the with the blue molding. Yeah. 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 So this record is most goals one season, including playoffs. Mm. And in 1983-84, he had 100 goals between playoffs and regular season. And there's a quote on the back from the great one himself. Gretzky remembers, I scored 87 goals in the regular season and 13 in the playoffs for exactly 100 point, 100 goals, and we won our first Stanley Cup. There That's you go, pretty Wayne. deadly. Yeah. So that was that one. Did they beat the Islanders in the finals for their first the, cup? Their first one, I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so the Isles won four in a row. Yeah. And we're gunning for a fifth in a row. And the Oilers, with Wayne and his 100 goals, said, nah. Pretty much. Wayne said, I'm taking this one. Okay, so the next one, on a similar fashion, is uh, most goals one season. Yeah. Here's the front of the card. Nice. It looks like he's on the bench He's there. on the bench. His His maybe like one moment where he was actually on the bench. <laughs> but he's got Glenn Sather was like uh, at moments after that photo was saying wait get out there look at how he or tapes John the top Muckler. of his stick there I don't know there. who the coach would have been Sather was the coach first and then Muckler yeah yeah look look at the knob That's he's a... rocking yeah yeah it's yeah. like gradually the tape job at the end of his stick there it's kind of like puffy yeah it's not 
but it's a big it is a big knob yeah. i bet you he but probably uses a whole roll of tape on each time that's like one that. roll of tape yeah. right there for sure so the record on the back of this card was <clears throat> most goals one season 1981 82 he had 92 goals and that's unreal gretzky's uh quote here after breaking phil esposito's record of 76 goals with my 77th the question seemed to me how far could i go after I scored my 92nd goal, I gave the stick away to a friend who had to be tracked down by the NHL to get the stick back for the Hockey Hall of Fame. And I've seen that stick. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I was just in Toronto not too long ago. Yeah. So that was Gretz yeah. uh, again, Oilers. Uh, so I think Brett Hall has the second most goals in a season with 86. 86, yeah. Yeah. Came up a little short of old Wayner. Here's the next Gretzky one. Rockin' Oilers again. Yeah. Look at those gloves. Very high cuffed. Yeah. Like there's, yeah. You know, players these days talk about they got to have the short cuffs for their hands, you know, to do the stick handling. But like, hey, Wayne didn't seem to have any problem with it. Yeah. So the record on this is most points one season, 1985-86. He had 215 points in one season. Is that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> well, Gretzky recalls, 200 points seemed to be a magical number. So when I got my 215th point in the last game of the season against Vancouver, I soon realized it would be, be become an NHL record. I just like how he sounds so nonchalant. It's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so and then the last That's two. That's amazing. 200 and whatever. He's the only guy that broke 200. Yeah, Lemieux had 199. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lemieux got close. So here's a uh, interesting record. So he's rocking the Rangers in this one. Nice. So yeah. there, are, there are cards in this set with Kings and Blues. But uh, the records that I picked here are have just apparently just been Oilers and and Rangers so far. I mean, that's probably where he set most of them. Um, so this is the longest consecutive game point scoring streak with 51 games. So basically, 51 games what? in a row, Gretzky had put up a, a point. He put up a point, and that was in 83-84. So Gretzky Imagine. says, "Oh, and get this." The previous record was 25, so he smashed it. <laughs> yeah, doubled so it. When I passed Guy Lafleur's 25-game record, the pressure was on. In game... Wait, this doesn't make sense. In game 46, with one, one, winner, one minute remaining, I still hadn't got a point. The Blackhawks pulled their goaltender, and I stole the puck to score on an empty net with only three seconds left to keep the streak alive. When the streak came to an end, it was the release of pressure, both on myself and my teammates. And I can understand that every night must have been like, we got to get Gretzky the puck because he's got to keep this thing going. So the fact that he did smash um, Lafleur's record, which was 25, and he set, it, mm. set the new one with 51. Um, I'm not sure where, if there's anyone that, maybe someone's been in the 30s, maybe since. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, Patrick Kane had a really long streak just a few years ago. If you remember correctly, Kaner hit. Yeah. 
Was he that, might have hit thirty. I can't remember. I, I think it maybe seems to be seems to be it might have been in the thirties. Actually, one thing I just noticed yeah. too is on the back of these cards is a McDonald's logo. So this is some sort of McDonald's set, I guess. Yeah, that's maybe where the lunch pill came from. It wasn't a ham sandwich. It was a Big Mac. It was, uh, yeah. I do. I do remember getting this for Christmas one year from my dad. So uh, nice. Yeah. So I just actually Googled it here and I don't, this is crazy. So Wayne Gretzky, I, I Googled, you know, longest point point streaks season. So Gretzky at the top with 51. Guess how many points he had in that 51 game point streak? Uh, it doesn't say on the card, but I'm going to say 84. Buddy, keep on going. No. He had 153. Wow. That's in just nuts. 50 games, 51 games. Yeah. <clears throat> that is crazy. Anyway. Carry okay. on. <laughs> so the the last record is something that we talked about already on this episode, and that's yeah. the most goals record. So the card is him rocking the a Rangers white Rangers doing a. He's obviously just scored a goal. I like it. I like that a lot. We got a. We got a. We even got the ref in the background pointing. Yeah, I wonder who that is. Not Kerry Fraser because he's got a helmet on. Yeah. Um, I can't tell I who that say, is. I will say, you know, Wayne in a Rangers jersey, I liked it. You know, he looked, I think he looked, the two jerseys to me, I mean, he looked good in the Kings jersey. Yeah, the black Kings jersey. I guess the jersey. only one he didn't look good in was the Blues jersey. It just yeah, didn't, that it was never, just, it was weird. It was also, like, if he maybe would have played for St. Louis for a couple of years, it would have been exactly. normal, but. He was only there for, like, 20 games or something. And look at those gloves. Yeah. Hespeller? Yeah. Yeah, nice gloves. And the cuff goes all the way to his elbow just about. <laughs> so, yeah, this is most goals, 894. Um, Gretzky's comment on his goal, uh, March 29th, 1999. Just before he retired. Uh, we were tied 1-1 in the third period when I scored on my own rebound for a 2-1 victory. It turned out to be my final NHL goal. I like it. Winning okay. goal in a 2-1 game. 8.94. Right. Damn straight, Wayne. What a guy. You know, the other thing, like, when I was picking these cards and looking through this, it's like, you know, the fact that we got to grow up watching the best player ever. Like, yeah, you know, like, you could say, like, we never got to see Bobby Orr play because we're not old enough yeah. Um, yeah but you know the fact Didn't that see Esposito yeah the yeah. fact that we got to see Gretzky though that's uh you know that's pretty sweet and Mario too and yeah exactly you know, Iserman and Sackick and a lot of greats for sure but like absolutely growing up and watching Gretzky it was just like I wouldn't say he took it for granted but like it, it, it's pretty I feel lucky to have like you know been in my young years of like learning to love hockey and everything and just and that and wayne was who you got to watch you know because like back in those days too it wasn't like hockey was on every single night it was on once a week yeah you know and and chances are they were showing gretzky for sure every saturday (laughs) night it was probably gretzky or or the habs 
yeah or the leafs or whatever yeah for yeah. sure so yeah that's awesome well that's the five card draw that's a pretty hot success i really like it great game the great one uh, you know in lieu of playing hockey card war which is our sort of a favorite game of ours to play when we're able to get together and do the show here uh while we're on uh social quarantine or whatever you want to call it doing the five card draw is pretty fun and, and you get to give a little bit of history with the cards and go through your old card collections and everything so that's pretty good i like it top notch randy top notch there we go to the to the um, great one yeah to wainer to wainer um what uh what now we're gonna go we got a song for us i guess eh? yeah well i think that's we've pretty much covered everything um that we needed to cover i just you know this i've kind of picked a special song to close the episode off for two reasons one because i just watched the beastie boys documentary oh uh, nice directed by spike jones one of my favorite directors ever I hear it's pretty great. It's awesome. I, I think I'm going to watch it again this evening. Okay. But uh, the song that I'm selecting, and I don't know if you can hear this or not. I'm hearing something. Yeah. 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 You can hear that. Oh, yeah. I hear it. <laughs> Wait, what's the what's this what's the media, what's the uh, purpose of this song? That sounds like a victory just happened. Yeah. So this is Benny the, uh, of the Jets by, well, originally by Beast- Elton John, but so this uh, is the, the, version. the Beastie Boys do uh, do this version on their anthology uh, release, and after yeah. every time the Crescent Steel Boys uh, win a game, we would uh, throw this game on, uh, throw this song on, and uh, have a little maybe Pilsner or two after the game. <laughs> Special victory song. I think there was a. There was a game that you weren't at, but you sent me the playlist, the team playlist or whatever, and we were playing it, and somehow or another, I ended up playing, like, the Elton John version, this version, and it just kept looping, and it was like, <laughs> next thing you know, we had listened to Benny and the Jets, like, four times. Nothing wrong with that whatsoever. <laughs> and actually, the other cool thing about Benny and the Jets, the song, is back in the day, at the old Winnipeg Arena, um, I think... It, at the intermission, yeah, at the intermissions, Benny, the mascot, would oh. go skating around and he'd have like a Nerf football and they would be playing Benny and the Jets and he'd be like swinging, skating along to the beat of the music <laughs> and throwing the football into the crowd and you'd get to throw it back to Benny and they would do that all yeah. toward ben, to Benny and the Jets. Oh, nice. So that, uh, that was a memorable moment from growing up as a Winnipeg Jets fan. But yes, nice. I will requeue the song for playing ourselves out because we talked over most of it just now. <laughs> All right. Well, but, let's let's go out here then on Benny and the Jets by the Beastie Boys. Love the Beasties, yeah. So great pick, Randy. It's great to talk to you this week. Great. Thanks for listening, listeners, and um, tune in next time for talking hockey. Maybe next week. Maybe the week after. I don't know what we'll do. We'll play it by ear here. Uh, that's pretty much what society's doing right now. We're playing it by ear. So. Yeah, take it day by day, take it game by game, and just get pucks deep, boys. Keep the stick on your ice. Exactly. Great show, All Tommy. Right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care, bud. See ya.